Welcome, friends, to the Relationship 411 podcast. We're so excited to be back with you today. And today I'm interviewing Kevin. So you're going to get to know all about him. Oh. So I'm excited about that. So I'm glad you are. I'm in the hot seat. <laughs> you are in the hot seat, and you have to tell the truth. I, hey, I am an Anything open I book. Ask. Open book. I got it. Okay. So first off, Kevin, we want to know, where did you grow up? All right. Well, I was born in South Bend, Indiana, and uh, my parents divorced up there. My mom remarried, and they honeymooned down to a place called Galveston, Texas. And my mom immediately fell in love with this place. Mm -hmm. And you're going to hear Galveston, Texas a lot. A lot. A lot we have a, a lot, lot of bizarre connections with Galveston, Texas before Kevin and I mm. even knew each other. So True. True. That's true. And uh, so my mom, kind of bless her heart, spur the moment, goes back to Indiana and moves the family down. So my sister and myself, my dad, uh, my stepdad at the time transferred down with his job and so grew up in Galveston. Um, my mom was adopted, actually, and found her biological family living in North Carolina. Her parents had passed away when she was like 14 and 16. So she had been without parents like 30 years. It was it, really 19 and 25, but... Okay, sorry. <laughs> I, I'm terrible with... The, but it felt like she yes. was young. She was it, young. It, that was still really devastating. It was totally. devastating. Thank you. You always keep me honest on that. Okay, whatever whatever it was. But we moved to North Carolina to be close to them. Not a great experience. And so I moved back to Texas. And so I spent most of my life growing up in Galveston, Texas. So tell me about your family, like with your sister. Like what was the dynamics of it? Okay, so my family life was very different than yours, like extremely different than totally yours. Totally different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So I live with my stepdad and my mom and my sister – and uh, in Galveston, it was great. Didn't have like my dad wasn't a, a professional, you know, worker. He worked for a large uh, tobacco company and uh, kind of serviced all of that in grocery stores and and convenience stores and things like that. Lived in a lot of apartments actually. Kind of growing up as a kid, unlike you, that you know your dad was a an attorney and you know my mom, you know your mom was like uh, this big homemaker and, and sewed. I don't think my mom could spell so. Um, just kidding, mom. I know you can, uh, but but very different um, home life for us. My mom was very involved in community stuff, service stuff. Really, in a weird way, taught me a lot of things about life, about um, to talk to everybody from the CEO of the company down to the janitor. I mean, that's my mom. She's just very real, very open very artistic, very herself. And I think I get a lot of those characteristics and qualities. Mm -hmm. My stepdad and my biological father actually were both super hard workers. And so I, I think I learned from them responsibility and work ethic um, and things like that. Um, my, my stepdad and I butted heads a lot. He was a very strong, controlling guy. Didn't want to have kids, right? So, I mean... Yeah, he, he got a vasectomy before he even got married. That tells you a lot right lot. there. That says <laughs> I do not want kids. And so he marries this woman who has two kids. And I think, candidly, he did the best that he could with the situation that he had. And Definitely. And I think he definitely, as time went on, he matured and mellowed and was yeah. awesome. But no, we definitely butted heads and it was rough go. Mm -hmm. um, he was also an alcoholic. He was an alcoholic. Um, he was an alcoholic. And I mean, oh, my parents, you know, would have some knockdown drag out fights candidly. I mean, it was, 
again, totally different in your house. Your parents yeah. probably didn't even like argue with one another. They just avoided each other. Yes. My parents confronted one another by, we're going to have it out right <laughs> here. And, you know, a glass would fly across the room. And But it would be interesting. But, you know, I know that they loved each other. Um, I knew that they struggled. And now some of the things that I've learned in life, um, I can see some of the issues that they had. Uh, my sister went on to college. And so really, she was eight years older than I was. So for me... I kind of grew up as an only kid, right? In junior high on, it's just me and my parents. And so I think that I also um, have some of those maybe qualities and characteristics of the only child. You know, it's all about me and I'm the attention and, you know. Definitely all about you. All about me. Probably narcissistic. Who knows? Whatever. I'm not narcissistic. You're not narcissistic. We've determined that. <laughs> yes. But but it is like I do like the attention, yes, right? Yes. And, you know, my mom thinks I do nothing wrong. She's the type of mother that's like, I could rob the bank. They could have video footage of me. And my mom would say, that's not my son. They're like, well, these are his fingerprints. Well, I don't know how you got those. But, you know, so that's kind of the house that I grew up in. Uh, she was not a domestic lady. I learned to kind of cook on my own kind of thing. I uh, learned to clean from my my stepdad. Yeah. So that was kind of it. Did you ever interact with your real father? Good question. So I first met my real dad. Um, I talked to him on the phone a lot. And that's back when like, I'm going back in the day, but you would you would talk to somebody only in the evenings and weekends because the rates were <laughs> yes. cheap. So anyone that's like <laughs> our age, you'll know. And I, I think I first saw him for the first time, I was about 12. And he came down to visit me in Galveston. And when he left, it was a really, it was a tearjerker. And I remember to my stepdad's credit, which must have been maybe hard for him, you know, he wrapped his arms around me and gave me a hug as he watched me kind of broken heart as my stepdad drove away. Um, Your real dad. Yeah, my real dad. Sorry. Yeah, thank you. And then I, I did have interaction with him, talked on the phone a lot. Mm -hmm. When we lived in North Carolina, as luck would have it, he lived about three hours away. So there was a, a couple-year period that I would go see him on the weekends a lot and got to hang out with my stepmom and my stepsister, and that was great, and get to know them uh, more. And she really was your half-sister. Half-sister, thank yeah. you. Half-sister. Um, and then in Texas, oddly enough, he lived uh, with his family a few hours away, and so I would spend summer sometimes with my uh, dad. And... In Indiana, I spent the summer with him. He worked in a pickle plant, and I worked in the pickle plant. And I could tell you anything you want to know about making pickles that you want to know. But, yeah, so I'd, I'd, I would spend summers and weekends with him sometimes. Well, that's awesome. So I know that uh, having kids was scary for you, right? Oh, terrifying. <laughs> tell, tell us our, the advice my mom gave you oh, when we yeah. were thinking See, about having kids. Right. So I love, love our four kids. Love them. But I would tell you, when we – started off and thought we were having a family. I don't like if you would have gone back in time and said, unlike you, like I always want to be a mother. I don't think I ever even thought about being a father. I didn't even think I was gonna get married, to be honest with you. But the advice I got from my mother-in-law was I said, what do you, how do you raise kids? And her advice was, oh, you just love them. Terrible <laughs> advice. It's like, you've got to like provide for them. You got to take care of them. They need time and attention. And, and, you know, if you're a parent, like you get that. But I had no idea. I had only held one other baby ever before we had our first kid. True story. I didn't know how to take care of him. I didn't know how to change a diaper. I didn't know about bottle feeding. I mean, there's all kinds of funny stories about that I could tell you down the road. But I just didn't know. I, so I wasn't a natural father, I don't think, growing up thinking I'd always want to be one. Mm -hmm. But 
love it. So since you threw me under the bus for cleaning toilets, oh. <laughs> I'm going to throw you under the okay. bus. How many diapers did you change of our four kids? Oh, I changed a lot. Really? I think I did. I think I changed <laughs> a lot. Not. Oh my gosh. I did too. I changed more uh, than my fair share of diapers. Not uh, as many as you did. If, if, we're, <laughs> if we had put a tick mark beside the diaper genie. How many times did you wake up with him in the middle of the night? Okay, that I can say I can count on probably one hand. Um, that's true. Okay. You were always up with them. But let's be honest, those kids slept with us in our bed. They did. And I'm going to say that's a no-no. It's but a total no-no. But we like, love it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change it. Well, they. Yeah, I mean, they slept with us in bed candidly, and when when we this is kind of funny, but we had a, a teacher that came over to. Uh, we said, look, we've had four kids. Uh, she was having her first baby. We said, do you want to take our our cradle and stuff? And she said, well, four kids. I don't know. She came over and looked at it. It was pristine. I said, literally, we've had four kids. I bet that thing has been used like four <laughs> times. Like they've slept in it one time. So the kids were always in bed with this, but I'm not a natural father. Uh, I didn't think I was anyway. But so what What do you think the best part of being a dad is now? Because you are, you are actually an amazing dad. But tell me what your Let's get the kids is. in here and see if they say that. <laughs> well. But, um, but, but <laughs> thank you. I, I try really, really hard to be a dad. Um, maybe it's because I didn't have you know, a father figure really like my, my, I didn't connect with my dad, as I mentioned, until I was 12. And then my stepdad, we butted heads a little bit and just, it was just a different dynamic, but I loved him and he had great qualities and I learned a lot from him. So I think I wanted to be that dad that was like always at kids events and in their lives. And I'm probably more into their lives than they want me to be. But I would say the greatest things about being a dad are Seeing your kids grow up and develop, I am terrible with kids from like until they can probably walk and talk a little bit. Like I'm not that dad that just wants to cuddle and snuggle with a baby. Ugh, that's not me. But when they can start to talk and walk and experience life and you can show them things, I love watching the learning process of kids. And I love the unconditional love that I feel for them. And I love the unconditional love I think that they have for me. It's like you're their dad. Um, I love being a provider for them. Love it. I love to be able to provide them with things that I didn't have and so that they can go experience life and maybe get launched from a higher, you know, spot than I was. That's awesome. And you definitely, you do that 110%. Oh, that's very nice of you to say, babe. Thank you. So tell us some of your personal strengths and some of your personal weaknesses, if we have time for that. I know. Yeah. We, we had to keep it short for our listeners here. <laughs> Uh, just kidding. Uh, personal strengths. Um, I love people. Uh, I think I generally like to serve people, love people. Um, I think I've got a good heart for the most part. I think I've got a good work ethic, a strong work ethic. I think I am religious and um, patriotic. Mm -hmm. I think I've got strengths. I like to read. I feel like I'm reasonably intelligent. Yeah, just kind of love people, love life. I think I've got a great like energy for life. Like I love doing things and experiencing things. Uh, Do you we have any weaknesses? I'm getting to those. Oh, you oh are. yeah, one of them is I'm 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 extra <laughs> I'm not humble uh, apparently. Um, no, I do. I've, I literally could go on for an hour uh, at least with weaknesses. I've got a ton of them, and it's probably caused some of issues in our marriage and probably issues with kids and any relationship. 
uh, weaknesses, I can be very hard on myself. I can be extremely hard on myself. I can be critical, like I'll criticize myself or be critical of like those that I'm very close to. I can have maybe somewhat of a perfectionistic quality or tendency that I'm learning to deal with and and dampen that a little bit, but that's kind of this quest for perfectionism, I would say a little bit. Um, some other weaknesses. I don't know, babe, what are other weaknesses? Like just, oh, just so out there. Well, we don't have time for it. Yeah, I know, but I, I do. <laughs> you I've know got... what? Like I, want, I don't want to focus on our weaknesses. Well, we know we have them. Let's focus on the positive. I, okay, sounds for good. For now. You listen to the podcast, you're going to hear all yeah. my weaknesses yeah. come out. <laughs> but um, one thing that I think is interesting about you is you mentioned you're a religious person. So tell us a little bit about your religious upbringing. Okay. And how that comes into play in our life. Okay. That's a good, no, that's a good question too. I didn't know you were asking all these questions. These are good. Okay. So when I grew up, my family was a Methodist and we would be like the ones that would go to church, but it wasn't like, unlike your family, it was like, we're going every Sunday, come hell or high water. It's like, yes. it could be a blizzard outside, whatever. <laughs> Ours, we didn't. Um, I can remember as a kid, I was always fascinated by religion and I would wake my parents up a lot of Sundays to take me to church. They'd drop me off and I would get a ride home or I'd, or they would come get me when church was over with. And so I'd go by myself, which is really weird now that I look back, but <laughs> it was. And then as time went on, I, you know, was making a lot of life changes, believe it or not, like at the end of my senior year of high school. And it caused me to really look at my relationship with God. And it caused me to change religions completely. And I joined, uh, you know, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and um, went on a, uh, a Mormon mission uh, to Canada, and was a very devout member and following of that for years and years and years. I mean, all in, all in. And maybe some, in some capacities, like even like, this is the way we're going to do it, that perfectionistic quality would come out that if we're going to do a family night, we're going to do it like by the book, and like, <laughs> we're going to read our scriptures, no matter what, and let's get all in there. So that was probably a weakness, and I've learned to balance that a little bit out. But it it uh, it came into play because when I met you, when we first met at a bank, believe it or not, I was working at a bank, and you walked in, and I'm like, here's a hottie. <laughs> and I asked her out to go to lunch right then, and our commonality was when you went down to Galveston, Texas, where I grew up, your aunt and uncle were going to medical school down there. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh my gosh, I know them from this congregation down in Galveston. And so I asked you out to lunch and we've been together ever since. Well, thanks for sharing that. Um, tell me your greatest accomplishments in your life. Oh my goodness. Um, good question. Well, I went to college at uh, the University of Utah and graduated. I would say my biggest accomplishments like, is – Maybe being a father and not like destroying our kids. Like um, I love being a dad, and I think that's a great deal. Um, I think I've had a, a successful career in, the, in working for a large financial services company, and have been extremely blessed there. Um, other accomplishments, you know, trying to take care of people, and I don't know. That's a I don't know. <laughs> candidly, can you think of any regrets you have? Oh my goodness, that's a podcast <laughs> in and of itself right there. Yeah, just, just one, one or two. So different regrets I've had. 
I wish that I would have probably shown up more in our marriage and been faithful more. A regret is probably with kids, uh, maybe losing – we all do, right? We're all parents. Like, we're all human beings. Like, you lose your temper. So, you know, I'd lose my temper sometimes on things, and I think, gosh, that was so silly. Like, um, I think other regrets is maybe not learning to find balance in life at an earlier age. I feel mm-hmm. now I'm in a really good balanced spot in life that it took me a long time to get to that and to figure out what makes me tick and who I am. And not that I've got it figured out, but I feel a lot more accomplished with that now. And I wish I would have had that earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what are some ways that you find balance? Like what do you do in your life that you... The find balance. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a trick, right? I mean, that's a trick for everybody, particularly like when you're first starting out in marriage and in life in general, you're younger you're building a career. Like I, I went to school full-time, worked full-time, and then we had a baby, and it was crazy. I'd go to school in the morning for a class, work as an assistant manager at a bank, and then go to school at nighttime, and then we had a baby, and then we bought a house. I mean, that's that lets you know like, what my life was like. You know, it's just chaos. Just I felt like I was a plate spinner. Have you ever seen someone spinning plates? They start with one plate, and they're spinning it, and they go to two and three. Before you know it, like – you're looking at someone running around on stage, spinning 14 plates to keep them up. And so I think that's how a lot of people are in life. And I think that what you have to realize is to say, how many plates can I spin successfully? And so I've stepped back to say, um, I, I find it critically important that I've got to take care of myself. I did not know that. I feel like if I can take care of myself and fill that cup, all of a sudden, I've got something to give my wife, something to give kids, something to give people at work. Otherwise, you are spinning plates and like on no energy. And so how I find balance, I think one, take care of myself. How do I do that? Try to eat well, try to exercise. I try to um, read, listen to podcasts like this. I think taking care of your mind, body, spirit, eating well, and then finding finding balance. And once you find balance, it's really interesting. You start to feel like when you're getting pulled off of that. Um, I find it critically important to have some sort of exercise. Like, you know, if you're, if you're sick, you're just sick all the time. You never know that you're sick. That's just like how your life is. And I looked at now as to say, once you kind of find a balance a little bit, as you get pulled off, you can think like, wow, I'm out of balance. Like something doesn't feel right. And I go back to say, what are those things that are most important? And what am I neglecting? Because that's what's pulled me off balance. Am I not eating well? Am I not working out? Am I not spending time with my spouse? Am I, is my time away from the kids? Am I working too much? What's the deal? And so you just try to find that balance and, and give that respective. And sometimes it means I got to take down some plates. I think that's my favorite part about us is that we have figured that out. And the second that you... Comma for now, right? Like at this moment, we have figured that out. (laughs) But we, you know, if either one of us fills out a balance in our relationship and our marriage, we can actually say, hey, babe, I'm feeling a little off. Like, what do you think that is? Or like, let's go on a date. Let's go spend time together. Let's go on a walk. Let's talk about this. Yeah, Um, babe, I need you to plan a date out. Like, you know what? I feel like I've been planning dates out for like... So long, though. Can you please go plan a date out? I need you to do that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and it's all done from love, not from judgment, no, not from right. anger. I think that's a big deal is to yeah. find balance is that you got to love yourself. 
And I, I candidly, I'm still working on that. But I think if you can love yourself a little bit, then you're you're in a good spot, right? Definitely. So what are some other things? Is there anything else you want to tell our listeners? Interesting facts about Kevin? Oh, my gosh. Interesting <laughs> facts about me. Uh, hobbies, maybe? I could do some hobbies. Yeah. Um, you know, we love to travel. You know, traveling for me as a kid growing up was like, Going to my aunt's house four hours up the road. And Taking a bus. You, your mom used to put you on the Greyhound yeah, bus when you I were did. little. Yeah. I can't even imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine. I either. mean, I, I would never put my kid on a bus. Well, my mom did. <laughs> yeah. That, I went from bus station to bus station. And with who knows what creeper was on oh that bus. Gosh. But but we did. And I didn't even know any. <laughs> like so many things in life, I didn't even know any differently. It's like not everybody put their kid on a bus to go see their sister up in college and and <laughs> go to a frat party. Yeah, sure. I mean, who didn't do that in junior high? You know, um, yeah. And your mom's totally okay with it. Seriously okay with it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we grew up here. Here was your household. Your household like taught abstinence with sex. Oh, yeah. My household taught, hey, here are some coupons for condoms <laughs> to go buy. And any girlfriend I had, she made sure they, that she had the conversation to make sure they were on birth control because, quote, I don't want to have any little Kevins running around. Well, this is true, but why is that? Because how old was your mother when my, she got pregnant? My mom was pregnant at 15 and had my sister at 16, and it altered her life. And so mm-hmm. I think she was very cognizant of that. But my mom is a, is a free spirit and just kind of kept things real. And so, yeah, so things I love to do, back to hobbies, um, try to do triathlon several a year, uh, nothing crazy. Like I don't do Ironman because it's like that just takes way too much work. And going back to balance, I find that for me, they'd be out of balance. Um, love and podcast. This is going to be a new, exciting thing for us. Um, love to spend time with kids and friends. We love entertaining. That I, is true. Yeah, but we love- Kevin loves entertaining and we have had to figure out our balance with the entertaining. <laughs> yeah. And I look at it and say, sometimes Jennifer, you'll you'll say this all the time, like, you can't spend five minutes alone. It used to be that way. Like you would leave and go to town or something. And I was like, this is the greatest thing ever for about 15 minutes. And I'm like, who can I call? Who can I go hang out with right now? It's like, I got to go find a friend. And now I look at it and say, I enjoy my alone time. And it's been good. I uh, love to cook. Um, I cook a lot of meals and barbecue. Um, yeah, it's interesting. So for years and years, I've always done the grocery shopping and been in charge of that. Oh, I and take I, that from you. I, I love the grocery shop. I just hated grocery shopping. And I hated um, when the kids said, we don't have any food. You oh, and I, get, and I jump like. right in to go to the store. I know what <laughs> snacks we're getting. I put the... The dad cape on and the grocery store shopping. I love to see new stuff in the grocery store. So sports and weights and you name a sport, you know, skiing, golf, fly fish. I don't do anything well, by the way. Nothing well. I just do a bunch of things. So, yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell. I'll read books, but I'm not a book reader. I golf, but I'm not a golfer. Ski, but not a skier. You get the idea. I get the idea. Well, thanks for sharing some interesting things about your life. That was fun. So we're happy that you listened to our second podcast. And I had the opportunity to introduce my husband, the love of my life, my best friend. We hope you continue listening to us. Be sure to subscribe to our Relationship 411 podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you have any questions, comments, we would love to hear them. And remember, we'll tell you the 411 about relationships. 
so you don't have to call 911 for yours. 